0: This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Spiritual Appetizer, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 141 is going to be from 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 13 through 17. If we are more concerned with who the next president is going to be than with who is king of our lives, then we need to reconsider our priorities. 1 Peter 2, verses 13-17 read, Therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. We need to always remember that God is in control. It doesn't matter who is in the presidency or who is king over certain countries. God is in control. Now, I'm not saying that those presidents and those kings are good people most of the time they're not but God is in control of everything nobody becomes king nobody becomes president without God allowing it to happen and therefore we need to submit ourselves to the ordinances of man as long as those ordinances do not break the commands of God if they break the commands of God then we need to Stand up for God. And we need to make sure that people understand that we are going to stand up for God no matter what, no matter the consequences. It might get me thrown into jail, but I'm going to stand up for God and what God says instead of what man says. If man's law breaks God's, we are to absolutely serve God. But we need to remember that God's in control. He places people in places of power for a reason just as he placed Nebuchadnezzar over his people when he sent them into Babylonian captivity. He had a reason for doing that. The children of Israel did not understand how good they had it under God's leadership, and they were not living the way that God had told them to live. And so God said, okay, if you're not going to live under my leadership, because I love you and I want what's best for you, I'm going to send you into Babylonian captivity where you're going to live under an evil man. And you're going to come to realize how good you had it under my leadership. But I'm going to send you into Babylonian captivity for 70 years. And I'm going to place this man over top of you, even though he is an evil man. But in all reality, God was doing that for their benefit. But he was always in control. If we are more concerned with who the next president is going to be than with who is king of our lives, then we need to reconsider our priorities. You see, in a certain way, this is exactly what Israel was doing. They were more concerned with who was going to be the physical king than they were with who was actually king over their lives, God. In Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river, and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." Fathers, we need to remember this. As head of the house today, we need to remember what Joshua said here. And we need to choose, no matter what's going on around us, to serve the Lord and stand up for what God wants in our lives. And sometimes that means standing up against our government. When they say homosexuality is right, we need to stand up and say absolutely no. And when we have the opportunity to vote for people that are are going to live the way that God wants them to live, or vote for people that are going to bring about rules such as homosexuality, abortion, and those things which are evil in the sight of the Lord, we need to stand up with our vote. And we need to say, no, we're not going to place these people in a place of leadership. If they're going to go against God and what God wants for us, if we have the capability of removing them, And not allowing them to be the leaders, that's exactly what we need to do. But we need to be just like Joshua here and say, it doesn't matter if you're going to serve all these other false gods. My house is not going to. And as the leader of our families, we need to stand up and say, we're going to be in church when church is open. We're going to be doing things that God wants us to be doing. And we're going to stand up for God in all situations in our lives. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Everybody has that choice. But my family is going to serve the Lord, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There was no choice. If you're going to live under my roof, We are going to do things the way that God wants it to be done. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. If we are more concerned with who the next president is going to be than with who is king of our lives, then we need to reconsider our priorities, even though it is very important who the next president is going to be. We need to make sure that we have the best president that we possibly can have because we have the right to vote. So we need to turn out and we need to vote for people that are going to be as close to what God wants them to be as possible, especially those that are pushing homosexuality and other things like abortion. We need to make sure that we're not placing our votes for people like that. Because if we are, if we're placing our votes for people like that, we are agreeing with them. Amos chapter 3 and verse 3 says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33 says, evil companions corrupt good morals. And if we're willing to go along with such things, eventually we're all going to fall off the apple cart. We need to be making sure that our house is serving the Lord, but we need to be the most concerned with God being king of our lives. And if we're the most concerned with God being king of our lives, we're going to make change in our lives and we're going to make change in the lives of everybody all around us in how we act and how we live and how we treat people. And Daniel chapter 4 and verse 17 is something that we need to always remember and never forget. This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones. In order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdoms of men and gives it to whomever he wills and sets over it the lowest of men. God is always in control. There is nobody that has ever been in a place of leadership that God was not in control of, that God was not in control of whether he was in office or he wasn't in office. Let me read Daniel chapter 4 and verse 17 again. This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know, and this is still true today, in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men gives it to whomever he will, and sets over it the lowest of men. God can give this world to whomever he chooses. Nobody can forcibly take a place of authority. If God doesn't want them to be there, they are not going to be there. It's not possible for somebody to put themselves in a place of authority when God says he rules in the kingdoms of men. And gives it to whomever he chooses. God wanted Nadab, or I'm sorry, Nebuchadnezzar to be in rule in the kingdoms of men in the time of the Babylonian captivity. Nebuchadnezzar did not come in and just wipe out Israel of his own will. If God would not have wanted it to happen, it would have not, never taken place. And that is something that we need to understand. God is in control of everything. Now, again, this does not mean that we should not stand up and say, no, I do not believe in homosexuality. No, I do not believe in abortion. No, I do not believe in doing anything that is against God. And if we have the power within our capabilities of changing that, then our vote should be for the best possible candidate. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Verse 18 is something that we need to remember. All authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and And on earth. And the most important thing that we can do in this world is to follow what he says next. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. The fewer non Christians there are in the world, there are fewer people to vote for evil people. If we're teaching people to observe the commandments of Christ, then they're going to use their vote the way that they need to, to vote for people that are going to, is going to make this country great again. If we are more concerned with who the next president is going to be than with who is king of our lives, then we need to reconsider our priorities. We can affect real change in this world by simply understanding all authority has been given to Jesus and then going and making disciples of all nations. If we will simply do this and teach people about Jesus and help more people come to God, there will be fewer evil people in this world. The way that we truly affect change is by teaching people about God. That's how we truly affect change in this world. In Acts chapter 5 and verse 29, the Bible says, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. And this is very true. This is always true. Whenever somebody asks you, no matter who they are, to do something that is not right with God, whether they're a leader in the community, a leader in the state, or a leader in our national government, we need to tell them, no, we cannot do that. Or they can just be an everyday person. If they're asking you to do something that is against God, we cannot do it because we ought to obey God rather than men. This is the most important thing in our lives. And in order to help us do this, we need to remember that God is always in control of everything in our lives. And if the government is saying this or that and it opposes God, it doesn't matter the consequences. We need to say no. We need to say we ought to obey God rather than men. This means we need to stand up and say The things that are going on in this country, they're not right. And if that means talking about things that are publicly said by our government to be ways that they believe are right and that we need to go and they're against God, we need to publicly stand up and say no. Even if it means calling that person out by name and saying this is what they believe and this is what God teaches. We need to stay away from evil no matter the cost, because God is always right. God's never wrong. Man will never know something that God does not. Man will never be able to say, I'm right, God, and you're wrong. God is always right. And so we need to remember this. If man makes a law that says we cannot teach about God, we still need to be teaching about God, even if that means being thrown into a lion's den, even if that means being thrown into a fiery furnace, even if that means we're going to lose our life, we need to stand up and say, no, we can't do this. We've got to obey God rather than men. In Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Again, we need to always remember that God is always in control. There's no authority that is in a place of power that is there because they overthrew God. God knows that they're there. And matter of fact, according to Romans chapter 13 and verse 1, he placed them there for a reason. Now, if we have the ability to remove an evil person from office and we don't take it, then that's our problem. That is against us. We need to make sure that if we have the ability to use our vote, that we show up and we vote for people that are going to at least try to lead us in a way that God wants us to go. But we also need to remember that the authorities that exist, they're there because of God. We cannot speak bad about them with harsh words or evil words. Let's put it more bluntly, evil words. Speaking bad, using profanity, calling people names, that's never going to do anything. We need to remember if we're going to fight against a corrupt government, we've got to be godly in the way that we do it. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. We need to remember that. that. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1-7, through 7, the Bible says, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. In all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for all, to be testified in due time, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of Gentiles in faith and truth. If it's possible... We need to live at peace with all men. If it is possible, we need to live at peace with the rulers of our nation. Sometimes it's not possible because they're going to do things in which are not right with God. And so we pray for them. We ask God to come to them and to help them understand the truth and that they will study it and that they will love him. But sometimes we have to speak up and we have to speak out against what is wrong and we need to remember that that doesn't mean that we're not living a quiet and peaceable life but that we are doing what's acceptable in the sight of god so as we go about our lives today let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives digest it into our lives and mold our lives around the word of god this has been spiritual appetizer small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite thank you so as we go about our lives today Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.